Sammy needs it fresh tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And it's a privilege to be able to be together in the house of the Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful hour we're living in. It's an hour of such darkness, such trouble, such chaos. Yeah, it's a wonderful time. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I must have said something wrong. Y'all looked at me really strange. Well, see, the prophet called it the grandest of all the ages. It is the absolute worst time a human being could be alive on the earth. And yet, the best time. Because we are the closest generation that's ever been to a global rapture. Amen. I'm so longing for it, aren't you? Every day of my heart, my heart just keeps reaching out. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We want to be ready. We want to be faithful, too. Of course, we want to do everything that we're called to do and exactly what the Lord Jesus has made us to be in his purpose. But any day now, I have a few meetings planned for the rest of the year. I've had to cancel a bunch of meetings and conventions and places all over the world and all that because of this all this COVID stuff that's going on. I've got plans just like you do, but I don't have any of them that cannot be changed or altered waiting for the coming of the Lord. Is that the way you feel? Sure, I'm planting my taters, and if it gets time, I'll eat my taters, and if not, we'll leave them for the groundhogs. That's right. So we just get ready, do everything we can. Amen. God bless you. So happy to be together tonight. So guess what? Y'all get to come back twice this week, don't you? Praise the Lord. Ain't that wonderful? Amen. Turn with me again tonight to Genesis chapter 6. We'll begin reading verse 1. Uh, <clears throat> let me take care of the birthdays and the anniversaries and all of that. Um, I want to wish a happy birthday yesterday to Ashley and Courtney. Happy anniversary today to my sweetheart. 47 years today. Amen. Wow. I told Brother Louie and <clears throat> I told Brother Louie and Brother Jim Babb and some of them brothers I saw them yesterday that when I get there to heaven, the Carol's went through so much stuff and put up with so much stuff and I get there, I won't have one reward left. She'll get every bit of it for having to put up with me. I'll probably have to serve her all through eternity. Brother Louie said, yeah, you'll be saying, what else, your royal highness? <laughs> Amen. I tell you, I so appreciate my dear wife. I love her with all my heart. Also, I want to wish her a happy birthday tomorrow. I don't guess it's appropriate for me to wish me one, but I wish her one. And uh, then on Friday, uh, Emma and Ellie, they have their birthday. And also, Scotty, our son-in-law, has his birthday. So if you all want to drop a little love offering by, it'd certainly be appreciated. <laughs> this is a very expensive week for us. God bless you. So love and appreciate our family. And so love and appreciate yes. the family of God. Amen. God bless you. Let's read together. Genesis chapter 1, chapter 6, rather, verse 1. Um, <clears throat> I know it's, it's a terrible time of darkness. It's a terrible um, time for so many things that we are facing. But yet, keep in mind that it's a great paradox of what is going on. And the darkness, I've set out many mornings hunting in, in different parts of the states, the United States and, and in Africa as well. And it's amazing as the first birds will start singing and the African night is so different than here. 
And they really don't get out before daylight. You're moving, but once everything starts moving, it's, it's quite amazing to hear how the things come. But there are certain things that will start moving before the break of the day. Birds that will fly around. You say, how can they even see? Your brothers that's been out hunting and stuff, you know how that is. And they'll start chirping and, and singing and carrying on. And it's like they know that the day is going to break. And the light will start actually coming up before you're able even to see the sun. You'll start seeing the light. It's called daybreak. But yet the darkest time is right before that, which is where we are spiritually. Let's read this together again. It's the uh, pre-flood time, the antediluvian time. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now notice they're no longer praying about who they should marry. They're not praying about who they should be friends with. But the sons of God have their own motives, their own objectives, their own desires. That's first and foremost. And they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bare children. Notice here now, it does not say that they were married, but they simply came into them. You know what that means. And they bare children. To them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. Now, this word actually means of a double name. Men of a double name. The name that they were given at birth, but also they started making a name for themselves. So they were famous men important men, men that people talked about and all that sort of thing. Notice in verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Question answers in 1954. Now, think of this, 1954. We've got to get in the spirit of the last days when the last days are here. You go to a dance hall, you've got to get in the spirit of dancing or they won't dance. You've got to go to church. You've got to get in the spirit of worship before you can worship. Now, we can all say amen to that, can't we? We've been through the motion and we've done it and we've put forth the effort of doing it. But boy, it's so much easier when the spirit of worship moves among us. The world's got to get in the spirit of the last days before the last days can come. And we're in the spirit of the last days. And God's promised that these things would be here. And that's what we've got. We're in the last days and men and women are setting asleep and don't realize it. Let's pray together. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word tonight, Father. We count it such a privilege, Lord, to live in this day. I'm glad, really, Lord. If you would have given me the opportunity to choose, and you would said to me, I want you to stand for my word. I'll let you live in the days of Abraham. You can be one of his sons. I'll let you live in the days of David. I'll let you be one of his musicians. I'll let you live in the days of the prophet Samuel. I'll let you serve in the tabernacle. If you'd have offered me all of those things, if you'd even said to me, I'll let you live in the day when I'm going to be flesh, I'll let you be one of my disciples. And then you'd said, or I'll let you live in the last day. It'll be the worst of them all. I think the way I look at you now and the way I love you, I would have said back to you, Sir, when do you want me to live? And I believe you would have said back to me, My choice would be for you to live in the last day. Then I know my heart. I would have said back to you, Then, Sir, I want to live in the last day. For you know perfectly where I need to be. So therefore, Lord, we are grateful that you've chosen us to live in this day. It's awful. It's terrible. It's an hour of great, great difficulty. But Lord Jesus, I believe your choice was for us to live in this hour. So we accept that choice. And we say, God, give us strength. Give us courage. Give us your great presence to help us to manifest the Word of God for this day. Then, Lord, we've come tonight that we could receive the strength that we need for this last days. We believe it's here, and we are the people of the last days. But we are the people on the side of light, not on the side of darkness. So we've come to be re-energized as it was tonight. We've come to sit at the table of God to feast on your word. Give us those end time things that we need, Father, that will impart to us strength, courage, hope, faith that will help us to endure to the very end. Grant it, I pray, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. And the saints said, How many feels that way tonight in your hearts? God bless you. You may be seated. I love the way a prophet has the ability with the inside of God to be able to see things different than I do as just a pastor and things different than an evangelist and and a teacher and actually different than you as a laity. But God enables them to help us to be able to see things with a a further light, something that we need to be able to empower us. And you and I would have read Genesis 6, no doubt, over and over and over again. And we would have never caught out of Genesis 6 what the prophet of God did. And this is why that we needed a message of the hour. 
in order to enable us to be able to see things in such a way that would help us. Notice, let me read a couple more things to you of how he goes in this direction. And he says, the people are in the spirit of the last days, just like they was in the days of Noah, eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, unconcerned, don't care, walk around and anything else. And these American people is the worst on the face of the earth. Heady, high-minded, incontinent, fierce, and despisers. Listen to these last words. Know it all. Now, as American people, this is what we're going to have to contend with. Because this is part of the spirit of America. Now remember, there are national spirits. Europe has their spirits, France, Germany. I've been into a lot of those places. And when you get there, you can feel them. You can sense them. It's, it's amazing. When you go from one country to another, and I've gone into certain parts of Africa, and there are certain nations in Africa that you cannot get there directly from America. So you'll go through either Heathrow, you'll go through Gatwick, you'll go through Charles de Gaulle in Paris, you'll, you'll fly through one country or another in Europe because you can't go directly. And you leave America, generally on the West Coast or Chicago, and you'll see that spirit there. And then you will land in Heathrow or Gatwick, whichever it is, and you'll be there for eight hours or so, and then you'll leave out generally at nighttime, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and you will arrive in whatever part of Africa that you're going. So you've left America, you've landed in England or France, and then you will land in, in, in Africa again. And you, it's so amazing. To see the difference in the chains of the spirit that you come in contact with. And each one of those have a national spirit. And we certainly know that America does. And the prophet identified the national spirit of America as frolic and laughing and ha ha ha. But yet this also is part of that spirit as well. Let me read it to you again. These American people is the worst on the face of the earth. Heady, high-minded, incontinent, fierce, and despisers, and a know-it-all. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm American, but I'm not American by this spirit. Praise the Lord. Again, he says this in preparation. I believe that the people are in the preparation of the last great destruction that this world will ever know. I believe we're at the end. You can speak to people. You can put a Billy Graham in every city in the United States that drank whiskey, smoked cigarettes, and laugh at you and everything else just the same. They're in the spirit of the last days. And God cannot send destruction. And God cannot, listen, cannot send destruction before the people are in the spirit for destruction. So do you think then that the people in the last days will all be loving and kind and gentle and so mindful of everybody else and so mindful of everybody else's property? 
I'm so concerned about your feelings and yours and yours. Oh, they're just, oh my, they, they won't want to do anything. That would, they'd never break out a window or they'd never do anything on your property. Come on, wake up. They're under the spirit of the last days, which is what? The spirit of destruction. They will burn, they will destroy, they don't care if you like it or not. And what do the good people do? They hold their peace because they're afraid to say anything. They're afraid they'll get their house burned or their business destroyed. Well, go ahead and say amen. You're here for church. Now watch, and God cannot send destruction before the people are in the spirit for destruction. Before the people are in the spirit for destruction. God never did destroy anything. Man always destroys himself. I ask you, friend, has something moved over our nation in the last several weeks to where people are in the spirit of destruction? Notice in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, as Paul wrote this, and of course it's been uh, reiterated over and over again down through the, the ages and people, no doubt in the different church ages as they went through great traumatic times and time of chaos, that the ministers would refer back to this scripture because it would apply to different times. Notice this, Paul says, this know also that in the last days, which is more than one time frame, so it would apply to a couple of different dispensations. In the last days perilous times shall come. And the word is hard or difficult times to live in by reason of the wickedness of men. So it will be hard. It will be so difficult that it will be troublesome. It will be afflicting. It will be distressing. It will even be, this word has a powerful, powerful compound meaning. And one of the meanings is, it will be dangerous for ones to those souls who are pious that they will feel such danger and such harm. And they will feel the destruction that is around them from the manner of evil men. Well, I'm asking you, are you feeling it? So perilous times shall come. Now in the Greek, when you look at the Greek word here, it means difficult times that Christians will find it hard to have a happy station in this world. They will have, because of a good conscience, they will have a difficult time because they will be so outnumbered by evil men they will have a hard time and a difficult time to be happy in their station, in their estate, in their position. Is this scripture fulfilled in your day? 
Now, we, if there ought to be anybody in the world that should be happy, and I believe we are as the people of God, but yet we have so much around us that it seems like it is a daily onslaught of one thing after another after another just to maintain your happiness. Now, come on, lay your angelic wings down and just come on down on the level of all the rest of us. How many knows what I'm talking about tonight? Just to struggle for happiness and peace peace of mind when things oh my we've got so much so much to be happy for so much to be grateful for so much to be thankful for and yet there is so much that comes against us that Satan wants everything that he can do to come against the people of God if he cannot get you to drink for many of you he doesn't give up on all that years ago he knows many of you aren't going to smoke you're never going to chew tobacco but it pleases him for you as Holy Ghost filled children to go around so sad and so depressed and seem like you have nothing to be happy about. That makes Satan so happy because he feels like he has robbed you of your joy. He has robbed you of your happiness. He has robbed you of your satisfaction as a child of God. I don't know about you. I want to make it really hard on the devil. I'm going to smile every time I can. I want to praise my God every time I get a chance. And even though we're dealing in hard times, I've got so much to thank him for. I've got so many friends. I've got so many blessings. I've had so many wonderful times in the presence of the Lord. Oh, sure, I've got sickness. I've got heartache. I've got trouble, but I've got peace. I've got revelation. I've got joy. I've got answered prayers. Hallelujah. To thank my Lord Jesus for tonight. Oh, what difficult times. Perilous. Notice this same word in the scripture that the Greek word that is used, that Paul used it there in Timothy for perilous, is the same word that Matthew used in Matthew chapter 8, verse 28. The setting is the tombs of the gatherings. And when he was come to the other side of the country of Gersenes, Matthew calls Gersenes, then met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce. Now the word fierce is the exact same word that Paul used for perilous. They were exceeding fierce so that no man might pass that way. So here to describe this scene and the, oh my, what a terrible, terrible thing. It must have been that this demoniac was there and he was so filled with demons and they would chain him whenever these demons would get off of him and those evil powers would leave him and he'd get weak like another man. And they would run in and they'd chain his hands and chain his feet and whenever them demons would come back on him, that supernatural power, he'd just snap them chains, just like it was a, you know, just a piece of thread or a string. 
And then they would make something stronger and they'd watch him and eye him and watch him. And they'd see he would come back to himself and the demons would leave him. And then they'd all run in and they'd try to put these other chains on him. And then demons would come back on him and he'd pop them again. Now Paul said this is what it's going to be in the last days. It's going to be like a demonic graveyard. Except it won't be one man. It won't be two. It won't be a half a dozen. But for the most part, it will be the entire population of the earth. Except for only a few that have had their souls sealed by the grace of God. People will be lovers of themselves. They'll be traitors, heady, high-minded, love themselves more than they love God. Oh, think of this, that we are living in such a day that we're living in and among the tombs. And we're living in among people and surrounded by them. You work with them. That's right. You work with them. Sometimes we even go to church with a few of them. Uh, I hate to say it, but uh, you're born in the family of some of them, and so am I. Some of them are, are kin to us. You might as well say amen. And everywhere we look, we, we run into them at Walmart. We see them at Lowe's. We see them at Home Depot. Everywhere we go, we see these people that are under the influence. And what are they doing? Getting in the spirit. But let me tell you, on the other side, so are we. Notice this. The prophet said, lifting him up out of history, to see our young teenage boys that will be the men and women of tomorrow, our teens today, hair hang down on their neck, britches pulled down over their hips. Now imagine this, their britches pulled down over their hips. Look at this year. 1958. Now, in 1958, some of the lawmakers that we have in Congress and in the Senate and mayors and constables and so on were some of these boys. Now, think about it. Some of the old political career politicians that's in there making some of the liberal laws and doing what they're doing with some of these guys right here. Well, come on now. Don't get quiet on me. That's right, that's who they were. Now think of it then, in the 60s, whenever rock and roll began to go, some of the politicians, that younger generation, they're also now in there. And then the 70s of Woodstock and the 80s and, and the 90s, now look, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Now can you imagine if time would tarry that some of these kids that are in the universities and the colleges of today and they are so liberal and so anti-God and so anti-American. They are anti-American. They hate this nation. They want to change it. Come on, friends, wake up. We are living at a time to where many of the people that live in America hate America. They want to change it. They want to do away with a lot of our history. Sure, our history is, is scarred with all types of things. We know that. But yet, you realize that what, what would it be if we let them do what they want to do? 
when they're anti-God, they're anti-morality, they're anti all the things that our founding fathers stood for, and many of the people are afraid to say anything because they don't want their name to be printed in the paper, or they don't want somebody to put their face on YouTube, and we know how that can be. But yet, where are the people that will stand for the principles of right? Or are we just going to sit around and hold our peace and let people run over us and just take away our freedom and take away, you can see why they will do it. Because many people just let them have their way and well, let them do whatever they want to do. I just don't want to say nothing. Well, I do. I said I do. I'm called to preach the truth. I'm called to stand for our rights. I'm not going to let my rights be going away without a fuss. Well, praise the Lord. Well, they'll shut you up. Well, they may do it, but I'm going to scream and holler as loud as I can until they cram my mouth full of something and say, gag him and tie him up, put duct tape around his mouth, let him do it. I'm going to say I was born free and I'll die free by the grace of God. I've got a right to praise my God. I've got a right to tell the truth. I've got a right to say the pledge of allegiance to the flag. I've got a right to say God bless America. I've got a right to say thank God for men and women who gave their lives that we could stand here and be free tonight to worship God. I've got a right to say God bless America. God bless our troops. Well, praise the Lord. Some of y'all are going to vote me out, are you? Notice this. Brother Ram says the britches pulled down over their hips with a pistol stuck in their side and a cigarette in the side of their mouth. What will it be? It's still slavery under the devil. But you'll never convince them of that. They think they're free. I don't understand how any man could figure he's free when his, his belt line is hanging about right here and he goes around jerking it up all the time. You see him just like I do. That would aggravate me to death. I mean, my goodness, you think, what in the world is wrong with it? And a woman that wants to marry a man like that that can't keep his britches up? What in the world is the matter with people? Well, praise the Lord. Oh, they're free. They are not free. They are slaves. They are slaves. They project an image and they make fun of us because of the way we dress. Don't make fun of me because I dress decent when you ain't even got part of your bodies covered up. Letting folks see what your underwear looks like and you think you're a man. You ain't no man. You're a pervert. Well, praise the Lord, Brother Donnie, preach it. And that's the senators of a few years from now. And the congressmen and presidents. Oh, God, come and take us away. Come and take us away. Some of these young men right here that their britches was hanging off their hips are now in Congress and now in Senate and now doing this. And, well, everybody's so quiet on me tonight. Oh my goodness. Come on children, it's the truth. Those spirits are not dead. They're just as alive tonight. And they want me and you to sit around and everybody, shh, shh, don't say nothing, Brother Donnie. Don't say nothing. You're going to get us all killed. You're going to get us all killed. Oh Lord, Brother Donnie, hush. Why friends, if God anoints me to say this, don't you think God's big enough to take care of us? If we stand for him, he'll stand for us. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Come on, let's stand for the truth of the gospel. My, my. Notice this. He says, our whole nation, listen to this, is turning 
to a bunch of hoodlums. Our whole nation, any boy walk around with his britches hanging off his hips, head hanging back and his hair hanging down his neck like a Mrs. Kennedy waterhead haircut. Oh, ain't that what you love about this prophet? He was such a coward. He was so afraid to say anything. I'm, we're talking about the president's wife. Praise be to God. Mrs. Kennedy, waterhead, haircut, and going around like that as a hoodlum and call that American? You fallen from grace. Repent and turn back to God or you'll perish. That's the reason. We want to get somebody in here that'll let us do anything we want to do. That's right. That's the way the churches. They want to elect in a pastor, not a pastor that'll stand there and beat the gospel to them. Stretch, oh my, stretch themselves in a bathing suit, play bunco in the basement, live any way they want to, television programs, uncensored radio, nasty, and filth joining church and the world together well praise be to God Ooh, I still believe that same gospel notice this in another 10 to 15 years if the world shall stand if it does stand every man in Shreveport and every woman you'll have to pack a gun on the street with you in your pocket to protect yourself the hoodlums It'd probably surprise you to know how many people sitting right here tonight was one. And a lot of them's carrying them to protect me. <laughs> Dear God, Brother Donnie, you don't have one, do you? I don't. Now I know why you wear vests all the time. You've got body armor on. I do have body armor. It's called Holy Ghost armor. <laughs> You imagine what the prophet saw that our nation was coming to. That people would have to carry a gun. Notice this, I was in New York the other week and went down through there for miles and was nothing but these teenage hoodlums with and earrings in their ears and ratted hair and legatards on. Girls with little bikinis, they called it, on like that out on the street. And the public has to give them the right away. Oh, what is the matter with this country? It's a sign of moral decay. God rejected nation. Now we've, we've already done it years ago and now we're paying. Believe it or not, friends, we are paying to this day for some of what our politicians did in the days of the prophet of God. We are paying. We are reaping. Many of us, we're not to blame ourselves personally, but because of what our forefathers did, we are paying. Notice this question and answer. Look, it isn't them genuine born-again Christian colored people that's causing all this trouble. He's talking about rights and stuff. He said, you want to condemn them for that? What about some of our renegade white kids? Now, with some of these folks who like to put videos of me on YouTube, I wish they'd take a little excerpt of this part tonight. But of course, that would not suit their agenda, would it? That's why God will judge you and damn your soul to hell if you don't project the full truth. As I told the reporter who did the interview on me years ago, I said, remember, sir, you will answer at the day of judgment 
for what you put in this report. And I want to warn you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said it this way. What would you have said if you'd have been a reporter 2,000 years ago? And you'd have come up to the Lord Jesus. And you wanted to do an interview on him. And you'd say, I heard you say, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. I said, what would be your words? And I said, let me warn you. The same thing. You'll be held accountable for what you say. When we preach God's truth, it's not us. When Hosea stood there that day and declared the word of God, it was not Hosea. When John the Baptist declared the word of God, when William Branham stood here in this generation and indicted this generation, it was not the words of a Kentuckian, the men of God that are preaching the truth. It's not my words. It's not our words. It's the word of Almighty God. People want to classify Brother Branham as being a racist. You are a liar, and you are a deceiver, and you will be condemned to hell because you are not projecting the truth. But I'm going to show you the other side of what you hypocrite, you will not show. And this service tonight will condemn you at the day of judgment. I say that in the name of the Lord Jesus. What about some of our renegade white kids? See what sauce for the goose is for the gander. Why our white kids cause twice as much trouble as they have. You see, this is why I can follow a prophet of God like this. Because he did not favor the white over the black, the black over the white, the Indian over the Asian. He just said the truth as it was and let it go at that. But you see, it's demon-inspired people who will isolate quotes and pick out what they want to try to project it. And you'll be able to remember it will meet you. My, my. In our colleges. Now notice, it was not even as prevalent. Look, we're looking here, friends, in 1964. Can you imagine what the colleges and the universities were in 1964 compared to what they are now? But notice where he ties a lot of this rebellion. In our colleges and things like that, some of our higher educated people is causing those things. Do you know many of these college professors have more freedom of speech than I do as a preacher? They can blast our national values. They can blast morality. They can blast whatever they want to. And they are protected by the law. Well, come on, saints. Oh, my. But you know what? I'd rather be protected by angels than by even by the Constitution. That's right. Some of our higher educated people is causing those things. Now notice, if they were causing them in that day, now we are sitting under lawmakers of some of those who were in the universities when the prophet said this in 1964. So some of our great lawmakers that are legalizing marijuana and legalizing all this sin, they were the ones that was in in the Beatle culture. Come on, saints. 
and the monkeys and the bugs and all the other things. And they were smoking joints and doing all the things that they did. Well, now they're politicians making the laws for us, the people. They don't represent me. Come on now, saints. And what will it be, oh God? What will it be if there's a few more years that goes on and our children have to face this ungodly, evil, wicked day? My God of this evil age, he says the world is heading to a climax. Why? The spirit of lawlessness. Brother Keith said it a while ago. The spirit. So lawlessness is not just an attitude. It's not just a word in the English dictionary. It is a spirit. Look how it's moved on our nation in the last little bit. Totally, many cities, totally been out of control. And what have our mayors and our governors done? Just pull back and let them do whatever they want to do. Why? Because that's the mindset. Well, they're afraid to say anything. They're afraid to do anything. Why? Well, they might get voted out. Why? They care more about elections than they do you. Well, preach Brother Don. If I have to preach an amen myself, I'm going to do it tonight. Because it is the spirit of lawlessness that's released in the last days. Oh, my. The spirit of lawlessness, moral decay, scientific religion has led it to the cage of every hateful and unclean birds, as the Bible said. No wonder Paul framed it so beautifully. This know also that in the last days these perilous times will come. Friend, you know as well as I do that there is a trauma. There is a trauma, both inner and outer, that is brought by such perilous times. I'm in contact with ministers all over the world, and many of them I hear from weekly in many of the states in Canada daily, and we're call, talking one another, you know, texts and so on back and forth, and hear the brothers and hear what they're dealing with and how they're dealing with all the COVID stuff and how they're dealing with the things in their own state. And you can hear it in the voice. You can read it in their text as they can read it in mine. We're living under a trauma, a difficulty of perilous times like we've never dealt with before. But let me tell you this. We're not just barely hanging on with a shoestring. I'm not barely hanging on by the skin of my teeth. But I am not only fighting hell, but I'm bruising hell. That's right. I'm doing my best to make it as hard on hell as I can possibly do. I'm not going to make it easy on the devil. I ain't going to make it easy on Johnson City. I ain't going to make it easy on the Tri-Cities. They probably wish I'd have stayed in Kentucky. They probably wish they'd have never seen me. But Almighty God sent me here and I'm going to scream and holler and kick and fight that devil to the last breath I take. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand and preach the truth and if you all won't stand with me, I'll stand by myself if I have to because I want to be found for what is right in this last day. I'm called for this hour. I'm called to stand for the gospel. Anybody want to stand with me? Anybody want to stand for the word of God of this hour and say amen? That's the truth. I believe in preaching, brother. Oh my. The word means hard to bear, brother Skip distressing, 
painful, difficult, and dangerous. Let me read you just a few things that I read yesterday and today. Governor Brian Kemp from Georgia declared a state of emergency Monday, two days ago, following a surge of shootings throughout the July 4th weekend that injured 31 people and killed five after weeks of violent crime and property destruction in Atlanta. Well, why don't they just stop it? It's out of control. And you got politicians in this. Friends, think of it. Would we have ever thought that we would have lived in our time and seen such? We've looked at it for years and years and said it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But we really didn't know how worse. Did we? And we didn't know really what to look for. Oh my. 64 people shot in a surge of shootings over the weekend, this past weekend, in New York City. The police said, 10 of those shot lost their lives. I've got the solution. Let's get rid of all the police. Why, I went to college 47 years and got 32 degrees to be that smart. Ain't y'all proud of me? I've been better off to have been a pumpkin hatched out next to the garden side somewhere, wouldn't it? So all this is increasing, and we want to get rid of the police. Friends, face it. People are out of their minds. And we've got people in Congress. I read it today. They're not only wanting to get rid of them in Milwaukee. They're wanting to get rid of them in the whole nation. Get rid of all the police officers. I imagine the mafia is praying. Don't you imagine the drug cartels have called a fast. I imagine they, they're head saying more Hail Marys than they've said in years and years. <laughs> oh my man, I hope they do. Get rid of the National Guard. Get rid of the police. Get rid of all the rest of them. And you know who will die first? The good people, of course. And we've got politicians that would contemplate such a thing? Yes. They were the ones that was jerking their britches up. They were the ones smoking dope. They were the ones getting drunk. They were the ones laughing. Now they're the ones in there passing the laws. Oh my. Independence Day weekend marked another bloody weekend in Chicago was at least 67 people shot, 18 fatally, including four children. As how homicide rates continue to blight the Windy City. The week prior, five children were caught in the crossfire, and which three died. Over Memorial Day weekend, Chicago endured its bloodiest day in over six decades. 18 people were killed and 45 wounded in a 24-hour period. What's going on, friends? What's going on? The world is insane. Now it's not one man at the tombs. They're everywhere. Brother Don, just get rid of the guns. Well, Japan has done that a long time ago. Canada, certain parts of you know, Canada, different nations, they don't have guns, so they use butcher knives. Or they use their car. The devil knows how to kill. We give him credit. He knows how to kill and steal and destroy. Who does it come from, friends? It's not, it's not from the white folks. It's not from the black folks. This comes from hell. Amen. 
people are only instruments and they're getting under the spirit of the last days. Look, the spirit of the last days is manifesting itself in what ways? Look at all this. In destruction. Why? Because our nation is only a few moments from total annihilation. God cannot destroy America until the Americans get under the spirit of destruction. Until they hate, until they violate, until they absolutely despise those that are good. Then God will say, now they are ready to be annihilated. As long as they remain peaceful. Hello neighbor, how are you? We don't agree, but that's okay, that's okay. We love one another. Oh, you go your way and I'll go my way. You go to your church and I'll go to my church. Oh, everything's peaceful. We're all Americans. God can never destroy America. But when the people look at you, they look at your color, they size you up, they want to know where you stand on this or that or the other. You're about afraid to even look at people. Everybody's going to have a stick before long. You don't know what to say. Come on, don't sit there and look at me like this is not affecting you. You don't know what to say. You don't know where to smile at people or frown. You certainly don't know what to say or do if they get in front of you or pull beside you at a traffic light. Why? The world is insane. According to statistics issued by Chicago Police Department last week, shootings and murders jumped 75% in June compared to the same time in 2019. With 425 shootings this year compared to 242 last June. And the answer is, get rid of the police. Let's just have nice people that'll stand around with suckers, say. Suckers and lollipops. And whenever we see them do something wrong, we'll offer them something sweet. Let's go around and hand out Cokes, what do you say? Dunkin' Donuts, your favorite coffee. And they'll slit your throat and take your gift cards. But there are people that are so insane, they think this will work. Friends, this is a pitiful thing about it. There are people in our government that are so mentally gone, they think this will work. Come, Lord Jesus. Listen to this. One third, this is in Toledo, Ohio. One third of Toledo City Council was arrested on bribery and extortion charges. Can you imagine one third of the city council arrested on extortion and bribery? And that was just the third that got caught. They're still watching the other two thirds. Now that's only one city. Think of where it is from the White House on down. God help us. Can't you see? This is what you're feeling 
We're not in this world. Uh, we're separate from them, yes. But we are not in this world to be living in a realm where we cannot feel the effects of the darkness as it presses against us. Even though we're not a part of it, and I have nothing to do with this. You have nothing to do with it. I've never murdered no one, have no plans on doing so. Never will. But I feel that spirit around us. We feel it. We see it in our nation. It is the spirit of destruction. Oh my. But let me not only emphasize that tonight, but there is another spirit that's on the earth. It is the spirit of God. It is getting a people ready to be able to go home. Hallelujah. Notice this. The prophet said Christ can't come until that church is perfectly right. He's waiting on us. And I believe we're at the end. Look in California. Look at the riots. Look at 19 people being killed, racial. Didn't I tell you here not long ago, Martin Luther King would lead his people to a massacre? How many remembers that? It's them leaders. Notice he said it isn't them colored people. It's them leaders stirring them up. Spirits don't die. Where's a lot of this stuff come from? Leaders stirring them up. Mayors, police chiefs, let them alone. Don't you do it. You get away from there. I'll tell you one thing. I, I figure right now it would be pretty tough being a police officer. I figure they're probably about one of the most disrespected people that there is in the United States. Next to preachers. <laughs> Depends on the preacher, of course. That's a shame. These people put on a uniform every day and risk their life and get out there for you and I that we can be protected and yet they're looked down on, they're hated, they're despised. Come on, Happy Valley. Oh, sure, there's bad cops. Guarantee you there's bad ones. But how many hundreds of good ones were? Where would we be if it was not for people like that? Where would we be if it was not for men of God in the pulpit that see the wolf coming in? They see the darkness of the clouds coming in because they're in the watchtower and they're elevated higher than the people and they see the darkness that is permeating and coming and they're screaming out, screaming out. And what do they get many times? A deaf ear. Even to those who say they love them. Oh my. It's them leaders stirring them up. It is an integration, segregation, whatever they want to call it. It's the devil. Oh my. That's right. Not only to the white, the colored, this is all of them. It's the devil. Notice this. The mental faculties and reasons of man is broke down. There is no hopes. It's beyond hope. The whole thing is a putrid sore. The mental faculties of men, they can't make decisions. I'm not a politician. I don't neither Democrat nor Republican. They're all filthy. I'm for one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's all. But how in the world did you ever see a bunch of puppets like we got up there now, like that bunch of Texans? We got in there while they say, whatever the people wants. If the people wants communism, we'll give them communism. Now think of it. The people that was in the White House are dead. They don't live anymore. 
But them spirits that was on them then are still alive tonight. Well, whatever they want to do, if they want to destroy cities and burn down and tear this down and do this and that and the other, we'll just let them have it. Whatever they want to do, what are they under? Demons. Many of these mayors, governors, police, come on, friends, police chiefs that will not release their officers to bring peace and so on, they are not under the, oh, well, we're, we're wanting freedom. It ain't freedom. It's destruction. It's the spirit of the last days to bring total annihilation to our country. My, my. Notice the prophet said, oh, God. That's like the pulpit. Where is man? Man that's man that'll stand for principle. Where is women that stands for a principle? Where is a church that stands for a principle? I ain't got a nickel's worth of time for a wishy-washy, give-in, compromising spirit. A woman is a woman, let her be a lady. If a man is a man, let him be a man. Where is our John Quincy Adams? Where is our Abraham Lincolns? Men of principle. Where is Patrick Henry? Give me liberty or give me death. Where is a man that stands for what's right? Well, let's bring it on down. Where's ours and this politician? Oh, where do you stand on so-and-so? What'd you say? Yellow belly coward. We need a house cleaning from the White House right down to whoever takes care of the janitorial work, I figure. But we'll never have it. We're too far gone. We're damned. You remember the sermon the Lord gave me years ago, probably 22 years ago. He woke me up early one morning. America the beautiful. America the cursed. America the beautiful. America the damned. There's no hope, children. There's no hope. You get all caught up in politics like this party's going to save it. Forget it. You'd be better off to spend more time in prayer on your knees than on Facebook trying to politician for your favorite politician. I don't care which one wins it. In November, we're, we're doomed to hell. The whole nation is doomed. Well... It's been nice knowing you all. Carol, honey, pack up. Whenever we leave tonight, I'm not sure I'll be invited this weekend to preach. My, my. Where's a man that'll stand for what's right? Where's a man that's not afraid to speak out? Regardless, the whole world's against him. Speak out for what's right and stand for it and die for it. Where is our Arnold von Winkler again today? Where is men of integrity? Where's men with spirit? They're so wishy-washy and gommed up until they don't know where they stand. But I'm so glad. They're here and there. They're spread thin. God ain't never left himself without witnesses. He's got teenagers, young men, young women. Married in their 20s, their 30s. He's got people in the decade of the 40s, 50s, 70s, 80s. Some of them close to 90. And they're still standing for what they believed when it was 
acceptable to believe it. It's not hard to accept something when you're not persecuted for it. It's not hard when people let you alone and just let you believe odd and strange things. But whenever you've been threatened, whenever you've been laughed at, ridiculed, made fun of, they could get your house burned down for it. Well, it's another thing. We'll see how, how many we got in Happy Valley when it comes tight then, won't we? We'll see how many we got left standing for the message of the hour if they go to passing laws against it. I'll guarantee you one thing. There'll be some that'll be standing because because this message is more than a book to them. It's the revealed word of this hour. It is not the word of a Kentuckian. They have heard from their heavenly bridegroom. This is their life. This is their love. They not only, it's not only good in the good times, it's good in the bad times. It's the same kind of word of God that people were willing to die for when they put them up on the rack and they would pull their arms off of their body. They would pull their legs off of their body. They would take hot pinchers and go inside of them and burn their eyeballs out and they would scream with agony and pain but the Holy Ghost oh my so had their soul sealed and they said recant recant they said how can I recant he's done me nothing but good I'll stand for him now I'll live for him now he will raise me up in the resurrection oh hallelujah God give us people around the world that's not ashamed to be identified for the gospel of Jesus Christ and will believe the word of God and let the world call us crazy. Let them call us fanatics. They're going to call you something anyhow but after a while let them call me gone. Let them call me gone. Let them come looking for me and let them call me gone. We can't find him no more. He's getting together with the rest of the group. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Don't you love him, children? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me just share something else with you here. We'll look at it again maybe next Wednesday night. In Luke 21, 9, words of the Lord Jesus. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions look at the meaning of this word commotions confusion tumult instability a state of disorder disturbance it's insurrections and it's subjects rising against their rulers and bringing Revolution. These are the words of your Lord Jesus. But when you shall hear of wars, notice it didn't say you'd see them, but you would hear about them. So these people are talking about fighting against these people, and these are talking about fighting against that, and you're hearing of wars and rumors of wars. Remember he said that in Matthew 24. But here he says that wars and commotions be not terrified. Let me read you this I found so interesting in history, and I'll share this again maybe next Wednesday night. But Josephus, the Jewish, and Tacitus, the Roman historians, described the period which immediately followed the crucifixion as full of wars, crimes, violences, earthquakes, 
It was such a time, says Tesisus, rich in disasters, horrible with battles, torn with seditions, savage even in peace itself. And all these things followed after the crucifixion. So we shouldn't find it hard to believe in our day after the churches were indicted in 1963 and indicted and accused of being guilty of crucifying Jesus Christ the Word the second time. That there would be seditions, commotions, uprising. No doubt our police both good and bad. Our governors, both good and bad. Our mayors, both good and bad. They probably never thought that any of the riots of the 60s or the 70s would ever recur again. We're more educated. We're making more money. After all, aren't those the things that are supposed to take care of all this stuff? Uh, this is what they say is causing crime. What causes crime is people are poor. Well, I could understand that maybe a little bit among poor communities. I'm not sure I understand that among white-collar criminals. I'm not sure I understand that when it comes to millionaires and billionaires that are just as evil and wicked as the pauper and the poor. So I just shot shotgun holes through your philosophy. It has nothing to do with your color. It has nothing to do with you live in a million-dollar house or you pay $45 a month rent. It has to do with that snake in your heart. We'll never educate the snake out. We'll never whistle him out. We'll never talk him good out. There's only one way to get him out. You've got to be killed. And got to be born again. Hide us, Lord Jesus. You appreciate him, children? How many wants to be saved, safe, in the arms of Jesus in these troubled times? Can we pray together? Oh, Jesus. Lord, these things aren't pleasant to bring. God, it breaks my heart as an American. I was born here. The prophet called this the best of them all. I've been in many nations of the world, and if I had my choice, this would be the one that I would want to live in. Yet, Lord, as we look and see what a terrible shape it's coming into. Father, there'd be something wrong with our hearts if we see the evil coming on our nation and we would laugh and giggle and think it's funny. We are told that the book of Lamentations was written in a cave about five miles outside of Jerusalem as the prophet Jeremiah sat there and he watched the people being carried out they were bound with fetters and chains. Jeremiah saw them by the hundreds. And he wept and he cried. He had prophesied these things would happen. But he was a true prophet. So he did not get pleasure out of watching judgment come on people. It broke his heart. He wept and he cried and he mourned. And this book is called the Book of Lamentations.
because it was the lamentations of one man. Lord, we've preached about it for years. We've sung about it. Signs of the times are everywhere. There's a brand new feeling in the air. How many songs have been written about it? Preachers have preached about it. We've expected it. And now here we are. We're not happy. We're not gleeful and sad, or sad rather. We're broken hearted. Our government is rotten and corrupt. Lord Jesus, those which are evil are in power. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Help us, I pray, Father. Come and take us away, Lord, from this wretched, sinful world. God, I pray if there's one here among us tonight that lacks preparation in any avenue of our life, help us, Father. Any that have streamed this service, may you deal with each of our hearts, Lord Jesus. We can see the people of the world lining up with quotes and scriptures. They don't even believe these. That doesn't really matter whether they believe them or not. They will fulfill them because they will come under the spirit of it. If they will fulfill it because it's prophesied of them to do it, how much more will the bride fulfill the word that's prophesied about her? We are taught the Caiaphas, whenever they brought the Lord Jesus to trial, and he said, don't you know that it would be expedient that one man should die and not the whole nation should die? And the writer of the epistle said, this he prophesied because he was high priest that same year. So the anointing comes on him, and he prophesies about the Lord Jesus dying. He didn't even believe in you, Lord. So if they could do all that without even being submissive to you, what can you do with us, Lord? We give you our all, our hearts, our plans, our lives, our motives, our objectives. Take us, Lord Jesus. Use us for your honor, your praise, your glory. Sing something for us, Harry. Can we just worship him a little bit together? Think of it, friends. At one time, we was all under these spirits that we've heard preached tonight. We was all under this spirit of darkness, spirit of evil. It led us. It anointed us by the grave. We was motivated by it. And we thought we was enjoying life. But the Spirit of God passed by your way. And you was out there like Elisha, plowing your field and doing your thing, doing what you wanted to do. And Elijah come by and smote you with the garment. And all of a sudden, you left your ox, you left your plows, you left your pumpkin seeds, your mater seeds. and you, Where are you going? I'm following that man. Where? I don't know and I don't care. But something has changed my life. What happened? You got under another spirit. Praise God. Praise God, Brother Joel. 
I love you, children. I see that you are drawing. Can we just worship him a little together? In the sand. Yes, Lord. I want to be standing by your side. Be standing by your side, Lord. in your hand. So let your kingdom come. Let it live in me. This is my prayer.
to know how it feels. You know, Brother Donnie talked about the destruction. I've heard about it all my life, and we've known, we've known it's coming. And sadly, there's people, that's their destiny. Their destiny is destruction. Aren't you glad you got a different destiny tonight? That you're predestinated to something that's so, so wonderful, so beautiful, so far beyond destruction. I was born to know how it feels to walk down streets of gold, to live in a place where there's no more pain. Amen. Let's sing that together tonight. Well, I'm going to know how it feels to make my way down the streets of gold. I'm going to know how it feels to have a talk with the saints of old. Thank you. 
for Jesus. Let the world go by and we'll just close tonight. Remember the services this weekend. I guess we're back Sunday morning. I would like to congratulate the folks that got to join our group. We're so, we're so happy for you all. It's good to be together tonight. I so, so appreciate all of you and the prayers that we felt from each of you over the past few, few days. Love, love you all very much. Let's just stay in this. Well, Brother Harry will sing it for us because I have no idea what key. Let's just stand. I'm going to stand for Jesus and let the world go by. Amen. Well, I'll stand for Jesus and let 